celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas. The Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. From the gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday, the 13th day of September, 2023, or date 9132023. We welcome you to the show. We come to you live and direct from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk, 1400 AM and 107.1 FM. We welcome you as we begin another week. As we trek along in horse racing on our way to the Breeders' Cup. That's the next big thing we got coming up, the Breeders' Cup. And we welcome you to the show. It's a beautiful day in our neighborhood. With about uh, 13 minutes after 7 a.m. Pacific time here in Las Vegas, 71 degrees. It's getting to feel a lot like autumn, fall, you know? 71, going to be sunny all day today. Okay, we're going to have sunny all day today, and uh, we're going to top it off when we uh, end uh, the uh, day at around uh, 93 degrees. Yeah, so we're not going to get up to 100 any more in the foreseeable future. I'm looking at a 10-day forecast, and as a matter of fact, all I see are sunshine, and uh, topping off in the low to mid-90s. And in the mornings, uh, beginning uh, with uh, the low to mid-70s. Not too shabby, huh? Good stuff. We have a 14% chance of a little precipitation around the valley here. And uh, we're coming to the end, of course, of the uh, monsoon season as well. Although we'll probably have a few more of those. In the afternoon, you know, the clouds start uh, developing, and sometimes we get a little monsoon going. But uh, looks like uh, we're heading into really good weather for uh, this fall. We have uh, completed already the first week of the NFL football season. And wow, I'm going to tell you, started off Thursday night where Kansas City got beat at home by Detroit Lions, and then on Sunday, some crazy games that included that uh, unbelievable Sunday uh, game. I should say Monday night game where the Jets hosted the Buffalo Bills and you know what happened to Aaron Rodgers. My, my. But good stuff. 
great college football action. Man, that was it's good stuff there, too. And fantastic racing that uh, uh, closed out the uh, Del Mar season down in Southern California. So this is what we've got going on now in horse racing as we move from the summertime venues to the uh, fall and winter venues. Okay? Tomorrow, Belmont at Aqueduct will open. And because of all the uh, all of the construction and all that stuff going on at in, in New York with Belmont Park, the New York horsemen are going to settle in for a long stretch at Aqueduct. Now, you know, Southern California, when they got rid of Hollywood Park, uh, you know, they kind of diced up the, the, uh, those dates between Santa Anita and Del Mar and Los Alamitos. Now in Northern California, Golden Gate is gone, and who knows what's going to happen there. Bay Meadows has already been history for decades. But as they continue to consolidate, uh, what they're doing is they're revamping Belmont Park. And I'll ask uh, Jonathan Hardin a little bit more about that, where they're, where they're doing the new wave type of thing, making uh, the racetracks now entertainment complexes to where there's more than just racing going on there. Could be malls, could be restaurants, could be sporting uh, you know, events. So in any case, with a multi-year renovation going on at uh, Belmont Park, NYRA is uh, planning to conduct racing at Aqueduct for the next 33 months. 29 of those months will be held at Aqueduct. And that all begins, that trek all begins tomorrow. Belmont at Aqueduct will open tomorrow. Churchill Downs will also open tomorrow with their fall season. Got some great racing going on at Churchill. As a matter of fact, on Saturday, they got five great stakes races at Churchill. And of course, Los Alamitos in Southern California will uh, raise the curtain on Friday. So we got the uh, changes going on there. Now, of course, we'll have Bob Mazursky with us covering uh, Los Alamitos when it opens on Friday. We're going to have him on tomorrow to preview. And then, of course, um, we have uh, Jonathan uh, Hardoon standing by, going to give us a little bit of what's uh, going on in his view around the country. Certainly, John Linda will be with us to give us a wrap-up. We'll uh, wrap up Del Mar, a successful Del Mar season, etc. And Rich Eng's going to be along with us because today is closing day at Kentucky Downs. That brief meet there where they gave away all the gargantuan amounts of money ends today, Kentucky Downs. Matter of fact, Jonathan Hardoon was coerced into making a uh, selection sheet today for Kentucky Downs. So we're going to get a pick out of him for Kentucky Downs a little bit later on. So we got a lot to cover. And, of course, the uh, the break, uh, the findings of that big investigation by HISA of the breakdowns and uh, fatalities at Saratoga in this past meeting. They finally came to um, uh, re- uh, send out that report. So we'll uh, talk about that. And I got to tell you that uh, the sales of uh, super, uh, future superstars are going great at Keeneland. The Keeneland uh, fall sales, the Keeneland yearling, uh, September yearling sales, day one, session one of uh, day one, there were eight yearlings that went to the, uh, to the auction that drew uh, one million or more in purchase. So we've got some promising uh, yearlings there. I wonder how many Bob Baffert got out of that group. And the second session had a topper of $3 million uh, for, for an offspring of Into Mischief. Now, Into Mischief 
is the uh, big money getter at the um, the yearling sales. Uh, so we'll wait and see about that. Maybe get a comment from uh, from Jonathan Hardoon on that. So looking ahead to this weekend, like I said, Saturday at Churchill Downs, five stakes races. Uh, Delaware Park has the stakes race. Pimlico will kick in with six stakes races, and Woodbine will be the uh, center of attention for uh, Saturday. Woodbine has four stakes races coming up on Saturday. And uh, three of those, of three of the four, are going to be Breeders' Cup winning your in races. They include the Natalma, grade one on the turf for a half a million dollars for two-year-old fillies. The Summer Stakes, a grade one on the turf for a half a million dollars for the two-year-olds, uh, the, the open Colts and Geldings. And the Woodbine Mile, a race that has a strong history of winners and participants in going to and competing and winning the Breeders' Cup Mile. Now, the Woodbine Mile, of course, will be on Saturday as well. It's at a mile, obviously, on the turf. It is a Breeders' Cup winning your in for a million bucks, okay? Now, as far as anything going on today, Kentucky Downs, as we say, closes with a couple of half-million-dollar races for two-year-olds, the Kentucky Downs Juvenile Sprint and the Untappable uh, which is for the two-year-old fillies, both at a six and a half furlongs, of course, on the turf at uh, Kentucky Downs, and uh, worth a half a million bucks apiece. So, taking a look at what happened uh, on Sunday at Kentucky Downs in the half million dollar Kentucky Downs Juvenile Mile, the winner there was uh, Aspenite. Uh, Christian Torres aboard. It was his third win of the day for Steve Asmussen, paying $15.06, outrunning uh, Tough Little Nut and uh, Molzil. And by the way, uh, they pay right down to the penny there on their uh, payoffs. The half-million-dollar juvenile fillies at a mile on the turf, uh, obviously, for two-year-old fillies. Uh, Astaire was the winner there. Tyler Gaffione's third win of the day for Brendan Walsh, paid $10.04, outrunning Bella Hazel and... uh, Latte Lizzie. So, uh, two-year-olds uh, taking center stage in the last couple of days at uh, Kentucky Downs. And, of course, uh, Del Mar. Closing day at Del Mar. <laughs> Boy, what a day they had a closing day at Del Mar. Uh, John Lendo came with a winner for us in the third race, Battle Call, with Hector Barrios at $8 even. Rich Ang came with a winner in the first race for us at Del Mar on closing day. Yolo calls with Edwin Maldonado, the paid nine twenty, and uh, the uh, the juvenile turf was won by Endlessly with Juan Hernandez, and the Del Mar Futurity. The winner there was Prince of Monaco, the prohibitive, prohibitive, filthy, dead favorite. Paid $2.10 for a $2 win mutual, but looked like money in the bank. Cattle on the ranch. Prince of Monaco, trained by Bob Baffert, giving Bob Baffert his 17th, 17th Delmar Futurity win in his career. By the way, if Prince of Monaco didn't fire, Baffert was going to win the Futurity anyhow. His other trainee, Miramati, finished second. And next level was third. So big, big closing day at Del Mar. The pick six with the mandatory payout. You, you know that? You know, remember that? All the money in there. The pick six paid $4,102.24 on closing day at Del Mar. 
And uh, at uh, Woodbine, a couple of stakes races, uh, the Sad Ricarda, won by uh, Sacred Dancer, Sahin Savici, $31.10 for Don Pletersky. Hard Edge was second, and uh, Breathing Fire was third. And in the other stakes race, the Wonder Wear stakes, the winner there was Tito's Call with Sahan Savici. So Savici won both stakes races on Sunday at Woodbine. Uh, Sahan's having a big meet there. That was his third win of the day and his second stakes race of two on the day. Michael P. DiPaolo was the trainer of Tito's Calling. 9.20, outrunning uh, Wickenheiser and uh, Fly So Free Ashley. Okay. So uh, mostly uh, good stuff happening on Sunday uh, in horse racing, and then we're going to start another week of racing right now. By the way, just for an FYI, at Monmouth Park, the Precious Passion was won by Seferios, a Graham Motion trainee, Nick Juarez, riding at $5.80 there, just in case you're interested for that. All righty. Time to get started. We're going to go to our first break, and when we come back, we're going to bring in uh, Jonathan Hardoon. We'll find out what that uh, that final report from Heise said about all the uh, track condition stuff going on at Saratoga in this past meeting and, and the breakdowns and all that stuff there. Did they finally find a solution? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll talk about that. Don't go away. is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Horse racing fans, Los Alamitos Racecourse continues its celebration of 10 years of daytime thoroughbred racing with an action-packed two-week meet in beautiful Orange County. Opening day is Friday, September 15th, and racing will be held Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays through September 24th. First post will be 1 p.m. Pacific. It's been an honor for us to have racing's biggest stars competing here over the past years, from the great two-time horse of the year, California Chrome, to outstanding Eclipse Award winners like Shared Belief, Accelerate, and so many other great stars. Our September meet will include four stakes races headed by the Dark Mirage on Saturday, September 23rd. Plus, on this day, Los Alamitos will host an on-track live money handicapping contest. You could win a seat to the National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. The handicapping contest is set for Saturday, September 23rd. For more, visit LosAlamitos.com. It's our 10th year of daytime thoroughbred racing at Los Alamitos. Opening day is set for Friday, September 15th. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. 
free. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show it certainly is all righty well uh, we begin another week of racing we do and so without any further ado let's get to the uh, racing menu of racetracks available today in the racebook simulcast centers and racetracks around the country remember as we always tell you, but we keep reminding you because there's people that come on and off and listen to our show uh, virtually around the world with all the delivery systems we have and platforms. But uh, just in case, we'll remind you that the first post times we broadcast on this racing menu each and every day reflect that of the Pacific Time Zone. We are in the Pacific Time Zone. We are Race Day Las Vegas, and these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books today. But we understand that because we're worldwide uh, with uh, the Race Day Las Vegas uh, websites at racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global with our streaming. And, of course, with your devices, your iPhones and your Androids with the KSHP app that you can get at your app store so you can hear us now on your device. And certainly wherever you get your podcasting, we know that you are listening from many different time zones. So for those of you who are... Remember what? Remember that these are first post times Pacific, so adjust to it so you don't miss anything. I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad. Okay? Simply put, Pacific time zone first post times. Alrighty, here's the menu for today. If you are ready. Alrighty. We begin then with uh, Delaware Park. Delaware Park's first post time is 9.30 today. 9.30 first post at uh, Delaware Park. Then next comes uh, Parks Racing. Here we go with their jackpots again, okay? They post two pick five jackpot carryovers on the day. Now we know there's been controversy about what are these one and the same, but bing the bong, but I'm just going to give you what they post. One pick five jackpot. Carryover is $166,691. The other one is $179,987. Whichever one and which or both are pretty darn good jackpot carryovers for today. And uh, Parks Racing has a first post time of 940. All right, then we go to Finger Lakes, which is now the only upstate New York racetrack operating. Finger Lakes has a first post time of uh, 1015. 10.15 at Finger Lakes today. Then uh, next, uh, let's see, next comes uh, Kentucky Downs. Now, Kentucky Downs, it's closing day there. They have a super high five carryover from Sunday. And so uh, it goes today. Mandatory payoff. The super high five carryover, $6,061 at Kentucky Downs today. Their first post time is 10.30, 10.30 today. All right, then Horseshoe Indianapolis kicks in next. First post time Horseshoe Indianapolis is at 
They have a, a regular super high five carryover at Horseshoe, Indianapolis of $3,092. After that comes Presque Isle Downs. Presque Isle Downs has a regular pick five carryover, not a jackpot, a regular pick five carryover today of $2,964. Their first post time is 12 high noon. Following that comes Canterbury Park. Canterbury Park will kick in with their racing program at 2.05. And then we have Penn National. Penn National, first post time, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. at Penn National today. And then we wrap it up with Remington Park. Remington Park, first post time at 5.05 today. And those are your racetracks available today for wagering around the country. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Jonathan Hardoon right now. We'll go to Jonathan right now. How you doing, Jonathan? Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm just doing fine. It's a beautiful day in our neighborhood. What say you? It's pouring in Saratoga. Ooh. What else is new? <laughs> is that a um, a byproduct of the outskirts of that uh, hurricane that's making its way up the in the Atlantic? Yeah, from what I understand, we're liable to get a lot of rain this weekend because uh-huh. of that hurricane headed up the coast or wherever well You're the weatherman you do the great job well uh, the good news about it is buddy there's no racing at saratoga <laughs> <laughs> that's true but i'm sure it'll get to act with yeah, anyway yeah. but uh, they start tomorrow uh-huh. and talk about long meets ralph they're going to be at aqueduct for a long time they're going to take a break every summer to go to saratoga but it's really become like Gulfstream. You know, Gulfstream, there's no more Calder, so they yep. run there year-round. Uh, Del Mar, at least they break it up. Uh, San Anita breaks it up, at least with Del Mar and uh, Los Al. But New York, uh, <clears throat> the only place we have to go is Saratoga if they're not at Aqueduct. Well, Northern California is now uh, the major tracks yeah. up there, gone Bay Meadows and, and Golden Gate. Uh, they're trying to hang on to Golden Gate, though. There might be an opportunity to get six more months out of the expected close at Golden Gate, they're working on that. But it's uh, it's uh, you know it's it's got a expiration date on it, that's for sure. And I would guess for the last about ten years, there has been a sense there is a consolidation of racetracks now. When the major uh, racing companies start buying these racetracks and closing them down and consolidating. I don't know whether that's good or bad. That is a sign of the times with technology the way it is. You don't have to be at the track anymore. You could sit on your couch and bet through the phone apps. But uh, with this HISA, you know, this big report they have, this big investigation they had, it seems to me that maybe the common denominator is racing too many days on one racing surface. Well, we certainly didn't need Heiser to, to have one of their million-dollar reports come out to tell us that news because anyone with any common sense will tell you that that's a problem. You know, there's, they run too long and too much at one meet. I mean, look what they did to the Gulfstream turf course. They chopped it up, and they couldn't even use it for six months out of the year. You know, at least New York uh, has a two turf courses and now they're going to add a tapita so they're going to have two turf courses a tapita and a main track uh, they're going to do that at belmont so hopefully they never do it at saratoga i don't see how they could do it in saratoga there's just not enough room but they're certainly going to do it at belmont because if you drive by belmont park now and you look at the parking lot Uh-oh. guess what they have there two a pi- tons of tapita a, a pile piles middle. and piles of tapita yeah 
Oh, well. You see how well the uh, the um, synthetic-type turf works out for football, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, all the New York Jets fans are huh. crushed. They, they waited the whole uh, summer. They didn't play Aaron Rodgers during the, the preseason to protect them. Four plays into the season, he's gone. Uh, and they're talking that they, they put... Yeah. The, the the football players are talking about it's these uh, synthetic uh, uh, turf that uh, get their uh, cleats stuck in there or something and and, and that's what happened uh, to uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, you know with the Achilles uh, deal he got his foot well I think I think a guy just tackled it was nothing intentional it was an oh, accident no. it happened no. and he landed on the back of his foot which yeah. is the Achilles heel and he tore it but mm. you're right you know you watch them slide on that stuff and black pebbles pop up i don't know what the hell they're they're playing on but it's certainly not grass that's Mm. for sure so we got that problem by the way the heisa investigation and the um the uh report is for the fatalities that happened this spring at churchill downs i don't think they got the saratoga one done yet but you think there's going to be any different well here's they say uh, so all of this investigation guess what no singular explanation for the incidents. Oh, well, yeah, okay. it was called it's called accidents and it's called racing and it's called sports. Right. Uh, did, did anyone call Aaron Rodgers figure that he's going to break down? No, no, but he broke down. It's the nature of sports and and uh, the high quality of the athletes that play it. Uh, but Heisa did their investigation. They said evaluated three primary factors: potential role of Churchill Downs racetrack surfaces in the breakdowns, the veterinarian records, including the uh, necropsies of each of the twelve horses. Which necropsy, of course, is uh, uh, you know autopsy on yeah, a horse. Yeah, it's an autopsy. Any potential rules, violations, or procedural deficiencies that may have contributed to the fatalities. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, it's a lot of, you know, it's a lot of, uh, it's a lot of words, it's a yeah. lot of words. And, and uh, please, in my opinion, and it's, this is my opinion, Heist yeah. is the biggest fraud on horse racing that we've seen in a long time. I, I don't believe that they do anything. The things they do are ridiculous. Again, we talked about it last week. They got a jockey for, uh, gave a jockey 32 days. I guess they're sitting there counting whips. They suspended an 86-year-old trainer who's been in the business for 50 years and has never had a positive. Mm-hmm. They changed their rules from two-year suspensions to two-week suspensions, two days after they give out the suspensions. Uh-huh. I'd like to know what they've done. What have they done to improve the game? Well, here's here's another one for you. They have established a committee. So you know what yes. that's yeah all their all their all their all their buddies the volunteer are, committee yeah the, all their buddies are going to get a uh, you know a position there to evaluate the feasibility of installing more artificial surfaces at racetracks across the country. That's because not one person on Heisa I can guarantee you is a gambler. The problem is they never talk to not one of them's a trainer. You know, they they have, I don't know who they assign, what are they, vets? I don't know what they are, but they don't have the answer. There is no answer to three quarters of this stuff, but they're certainly being rewarded uh, financially. The salaries they're getting are obscene. Four and $500,000 for what? For these great studies they gave out? Well, and not, and not only that, but the good thing about it is, uh, you know, the the end user gets to pay the freight for that, which is us, the players. 
Of course. Look, look, look at the purses they have at Kentucky Downs. John Lindo tweeted this out the other day, and he's a thousand percent right. The purses they have, they had to go and raise the take a point across the board to pay Heiser. What are you kidding me? Why do the players have to pay the price? Well, uh, yeah, it's it's, but it that is uh, that's the way of the world. You understand, no matter what happens, the guy at the end of the line which is us, the consumer, pays the pipe. The consumer pays. It's really that simple. Yeah. No matter what happens from uh, you know point A to the end of the line, when it gets there, whatever fees. It's, but, it's and, not it, only in horse racing. Yeah. It's in everything else. So go take a plane flight these days. They keep adding more charges, more charges, more charges. To who? To the ticket buyers. Yeah. That's who's paying for it. Yep. But yet we love the game, don't we? We don't have a choice. <laughs> we love the game. And we keep coming back for more abuse, Ralph. So much, folks, so much <sighs> that Mr. Hardoon loves the game that because there's no Southern California today, because there's no New York today, because there's no New Jersey today, <laughs> you actually took it upon yourself to make a sheet for closing day at Kentucky Downs. I had a number of requests, uh, and I warned everybody. I put a, uh, what do you call, proceed with caution. It's a very difficult track. Oh, you got a disclaimer on it today? Yes, yeah, yeah, proceed <laughs> with caution. Oh, this man. This may be hazardous to your health. So. <laughs> uh, I know that uh, you are primarily like Jerry Jackowitz, uh, who is uh, taking the month off, a uh, little uh, time off to redo the offices and take a little vacation. But you guys are primarily numbers guys, right? Yes. Okay. So how do you apply numbers to the unusual configuration of that Kentucky Downs Oval? Well, the closest thing you could do is look at how they've uh, run there in the past. You oh, know, okay. you want to get horses that have run there. Well, the problem is they only run for 10 days or whatever. So it's very hard, Ralph. And it's not like anywhere else. They go up and down hills. You know, five and a half furlongs there is nothing like five and a half furlongs at Del Mar or at Aqueduct or at Saratoga. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just different layouts, and uh, you have to hope you get it right. Well, you know, uh, when many people ask me, uh, you know, this, that don't know anything about horse racing, say, you know, <clears throat> hey, I'm uh, down in California. I'm going to go to Del Mar today. Can you give me any advice? And I say, uh, normally, and this is at any track, whether it be Canterbury, Del Mar, uh, whatever it is. I said, get yourself a program. Go to the page where it's got the leading jockeys and the leading trainers. And you're going to be pretty safe to be betting over and amongst those people. And if you see a leading jockey or a leading trainer that has a horse that has a pretty good price to it, that would be a horse that you might want to take because now you have, uh, uh, you know, the, the barn and the jockey, et cetera, are doing well at that meet, and you're getting value with the play as well. So uh, before you can try to teach them to go to the racing form and all this other stuff, that's that's a common denominator that I think works as basic. Right, uh, John? Jonathan? Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's the first steps you probably want to take, but I don't think you're going to find much value playing that way. But listen, when you go to the track your first time, you just want to go to collect, and yeah. you're not really there to make a score. Well, you know, it's it's, it's that uh, the greatest promotion in horse racing ever is not giving away caps or handicapping contests or discounts on food and all that. 
It's the feeling of going and cashing a ticket after you win. The winning feeling is the, the, the greatest uh, promotion you can have. That is correct. So let's give everyone a winner today and hope we get yes. it right. Let's Do it. look at the third race today at Kentucky Downs. And I like the number 12 horse in here, Voodoo Zip, a six-year-old gelding from the Christopher Clement barn. Joel Rosario, the all-time leading rider at Kentucky Downs, takes the mount. This horse is listed at 12 to 1 on the morning line. I like number 12, Voodoo Zip, to win today's third race out at Kentucky Downs. All right. Now, did you not just tell me that, uh, you know, um, you might not get value on? Well, I don't believe the morning line. On Sunday, there was a horse that was 20 to one morning line that went over five to two. So okay. <laughs> I, I don't know who's making the morning line there, but. Oh, well, you got to be you got to be nuts to make a morning line in that place. But nevertheless, uh, in that uh, 12 horse feeling, you like number 12, number one out of door. Uh, has Irad Ortiz Jr. board for Wesley Ward. That's 9-5 to five on the morning line. But you've got Rosario and Clement, who is a, a, a lethal combination as well, on the 12-horse Voodoo Zip that is 12-1 on the morning line. Even, it gets, even if it gets to half of that, that's a good value play with, with uh, the jockeys and, and the trainers uh, with, uh, Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. With, good, with good records. And that, that's kind of basically what I was talking about. But, uh, okay, so in the third race, the 12th horse is your pick, right? Correct. What, are you falling off something there or something? No, all the power's going out here for some reason. The power's going out? Yeah. All right, we'll let you, we'll let you go and uh, get, on, get on the Internet and, and pay your power bill. <laughs> Thanks, Ralph. Talk to you in the morning. All right, you got it, my man. Well. All right. Jonathan Ardoon, always good to converse with. And if you agree with him, fine. If you don't, send him your emails. <laughs> he does have a sheet today for Kentucky Downs, though. All right? His pick at uh, Kentucky Downs, third race, number 12. All right, we'll be back with uh, John Lendo and uh, Rich Ang. Richie's got a sheet as well. Don't go away. is fast and exciting at the picturesque Woodbine and Woodbine Mohawk Park racetracks in Ontario, Canada. Woodbine Standard Bread, home of the Pepsi North America Cup, a summer classic. Pebble Beach in Iran. And Woodbine Thoroughbred, home of the historic King's Plate. But the mighty Philly has devastated them. Full fields, exotic wagers, iconic events. Play Woodbine Thoroughbred and Woodbine Standard Bread today at your favorite wagering location. Horse racing fans, Los Alamitos Racecourse continues its celebration of 10 years of daytime thoroughbred racing with an action-packed two-week meet in beautiful Orange County. Opening day is Friday, September 15th, and racing will be held Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays through September 24th. First post will be 1 p.m. Pacific. It's been an honor for us to have racing's biggest stars competing here over the past years, from the great two-time horse of the year, California Chrome to outstanding Eclipse Award winners like Shared Belief, Accelerate, and so many other great stars. Our September meet will include four stakes races headed by the Dark Mirage on Saturday, September 23rd. Plus, on this day, Los Alamitos will host an on-track live money handicapping contest. You could win a seat to the National Handicapping Championship in Las Vegas. The handicapping contest is set for Saturday, September 23rd. For more, visit LosAlamitos.com. It's our 10th year of daytime thoroughbred racing at Los Alamitos. Opening day is set for Friday, September 15th. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? 
South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service. Bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. All right, back on race day. Less than two months away until the Breeders' Cup. 51 days, one hour, 40 minutes, and 44 seconds and counting until we kick off the two-day championship at Santa Anita on November 3rd and 4th. Hmm, man, time flies. All right, uh, Rich Ang, good morning. Hey, good morning, Rafi. Um, Kentucky Downs wraps it up today. How's their meat doing? Are they? Uh, I understand. Somebody told me that they weren't uh, the the betting. The handle wasn't as good at this time uh, at this portion of their meat than last year. Is that true? Yeah, I, I think I might have seen the same tweets as uh, you did, but from pretty reliable sources, the handle's down significantly. Uh, somewhere in like the eight or nine percent range. Yeah, and, you no, know. Not, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say that yeah. you know, the, I heard you and John and yeah. John Lindo talking about the the takeout increase. I mean mm-hmm. that that has a, an effect. And you know what, Ralph? You know they made the horse players pay for Heiza at Kentucky Downs, yeah. and uh, the the amount of the bill for uh, Kentucky Downs was something like six hundred and fifty thousand. You realize they could have paid it if they had just taken five thousand dollars out of each purse. Because they 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 they're going to run about 130 races, five thousand dollars at each purse. In other words, if the purse for the maiden special weight was 145 thousand instead of 150, um, you know that would have been a contribution toward Heiser. Instead of two million dollars for a stakes race, make it one million nine hundred ninety five. Well, make it a million <laughs> million seven fifty or something. Let me tell you something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, as far as the horsemen are concerned, and going there. Going from two million to a million seven hundred fifty thousand wouldn't wouldn't have meant a teaspoon of sand out of the Sahara Desert to them. They were going to show up anyhow. So yeah, Agreed. that was that was uh, that was that was a bad faux pas on their part. And you know maybe the 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 casual goers just going there having a picnic and all that, and they may not understand. But the bigger players who drive handle, uh, they are very much aware of that. And they will back off, and that's what they did there. Yeah, I really believe that a certain uh, uh, percentage of players actually boycotted the meat. Yeah, and uh, which is a shame. It's a, it's a great meat to bet, yeah. you know, as far as big deals, big prices. But uh, like I said, if they had just taken five thousand dollars out of every purse yeah. for one hundred and thirty races, they would have paid the bill instead of sticking it to, to us horse players. And it would have been unnoticed by everybody, really. Okay, well, yeah. we got, uh, what do we got? We got a 10-race card to close up uh, Kentucky Downs today. 
and uh, you've had a, you've had a sheet uh, you've had a sheet for uh, the entire K- Kentucky Downs meet. So, what are we going to do on closing day? Yeah, my sheets have been getting better and better. It started out cold, <laughs> but it's ending up hot. I and really now they're end- and now they're ending the meet. <laughs> <laughs> trying to figure out the the uh, puzzle finally. Yeah. Hey, let's go to the sixth race, Ralph. It's the one mile. Purse is $180,000 for this optional claimer 80. The horse I'm going to land on is number six, win for the money. Uh, three to one in the morning line with Jose Ortiz riding for Mark Cassie. This horse exits the grade one Arlington Million and uh, had won the two turf races before that. I guarantee you, there's no one in that Arlington Million field that uh, is going to look like any of these horses today that uh, uh, he's going to be facing. So I think he's got a huge uh, class relief. 25 win plays, two for the ROI, number six. Win for the money in race six. Well, now, how appropriate is that? Let's hope win for the money does just that. In the uh, sixth race, number six, easy to remember. The purse, uh, you know, 180000 If it was $175,000, you'd have still had the same type of horses running in the race. No no doubt about that. All right, Richie, I, on this closing day, sixth race, number six. Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And that would, that would be just my recommendation about how they should have done that Heisen thing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks a lot, Rich. Uh, we'll talk to you on uh, and tomorrow. Uh, well, no, we won't. I guess uh, we'll, we'll talk to you on Friday when Low Cell opens, right? Yep, have a low sound sheet for Friday. Okay, and some uh, football picks that go to work. Okay. Hey, thanks, Ralph. Good luck, everybody. All right, we're going to wrap it up with John Lindo. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's Racebook has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. Race Day Las Vegas Show, the only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, time to wrap up uh, the Race Day Show for this Wednesday, and uh, with me is John Lendo. And John, uh, I think it's a little bit of time to wrap up Del Mar for this year, huh? We can do that. Good morning, Ralph. How are you? I'm doing fine, my man. Del Mar, here's a... the, some of the uh, things that I got uh, for Del Mar, uh, the, uh, they said the weather impacted uh, the, uh, some of the uh, stats, but they had a decrease of 6.2% from last year's record wagering uh, at uh, $17.5 million per day. And, you know, there's, I, I was thinking about this, and I talked to somebody who said, listen, Ralph, 
He said, there's kind of like sometimes there's a pendulum that works for horse players. When you get to a meet that has short fields, low prices, etc., a lot of favorites. He said, a lot of guys don't like that. But when you get to a meet where they got full fields in every race and eight out of the 12 horses can win, sometimes guys don't bet as much money that way either because they're it's really uh, competitive and hard to find the winners. Is that right, do you think? Uh, give me the second option and I'll take my chances. How's yeah, I that? know, I know. But I mean, yeah. some guys sit there and say, look, you know, this race looks too difficult, this race looks too... And, and they say, you know, I, I've got to spend too much money to play a pick six or a pick five, so maybe they wouldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Uh, what I tend to do, especially like, uh, let's, let's take Kentucky Downs, for example, uh-huh. when you have all those full fields... Yeah. Maybe instead of playing a pick four, I'll play daily doubles. I'll shorten up the rolling bets, just trying to be right over a shorter period of time because it is hard to run the table. And yeah. you just you keep your bets a little bit simpler. I can play in the race a lot more than I need to play rolling bets. I can yeah. play the exactas and things like that. That so. is so smart. That's such a smart thing. You know, back up the uh, pick three to a, a nice uh, double and uh, square away and hit that thing. Horse of the meet was uh, the winner of the uh, Pacific Classic, Arabian Night. Golden Phoenix yep. won top grass horse. Top older filly or mare was Adair Manor. And uh, obviously, Arabian Knight was the best three-year-old. Best two-year-old, of course, was the futurity winner, Prince of Monarch. Or Monaco, I should say. Prince of Monaco. And uh, Juan Hernandez uh, he got the win in the uh, jockey standings. 39 wins. Frisou, what a big meet he had. 31 wins out of 173 mounts. Rispoli uh, finished third with missing uh, quite a few days at 25. Uh, Hector Berrios had a solid meet, and of course, uh, as far as the trainers are concerned, well, it was Phil D'Amato. 21 wins, eking out uh, uh, the top spot over Bob Baffert. Right, and uh, other important numbers, there were approximately 180 new horses in town for the Ship and Wind program, wow. and you know, most of them made more than one start, so you figure if they made around 300 starts during a 30-day meet, mm-hmm. that's 10 extra horses per day running at Del Mar, which helped build that field size to just under nine. Wasn't quite the record last year. They averaged 9.14 horses a meet, uh, per race. This year was 8.92, so just under nine horses. But we'll take those kind of numbers because it makes for a different and interesting kind of betting. Yeah, the total handle was down a little bit, but we lost that one Sunday due to the remnants yeah. from that Hurricane Hillary. And you have to remember, too, Del Mar, at the start of the season, tried to discourage some of that uh, computer-assisted wagering by lowering the rebates mm-hmm. within you know, the last three minutes to post on, on win bets and whatnot. So we did see some odds changes, but not nearly as much as we did last year. And Del Mar was w- willing to bite the bullet on that to try and, and keep the numbers uh, you know, more real, realistic for the daily horse player. Yeah, fantastic meet overall, really. And uh, you uh, ha- gave us a winner on closing day. Uh, Battle call got there at eight dollars even, and the Linda report was just outstanding for Delmar. Congratulations, John. You did a great job. Yeah, it worked out well. I ended up showing a flatbed profit for the meat bed in every race, every day. That's not easy to do at Delmar. Started off well, and and. The most important thing was pretty consistent. So, and that's hard because that track bias does change out there quite a bit, sometimes day to day. But uh, sometimes race to race. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we stay after it as best we can, and now we go on to uh, Los Alamitos. And you know, it's, I don't know if you saw the entries they drew yesterday for Friday, but yeah. only a seven race card on opening day Friday. 
Well, maybe some people are still uh, in transit. Who knows? But I will say this. You're going to have a Linda report tomorrow, are you? I'll do uh, Churchill Downs Thursday. We'll go back to Los Alamitos on Friday, and I'll do both tracks, Churchill and Los Alamitos, on Saturday. Way to go, John. Those folks at South Point are going to love that. You can get the Linda Report only at the South Point because they love horse players, and so do we. Until tomorrow, go ahead and say it, John. Have a great race day, everybody.